We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Portland, if you've ever wondered where to get your blazers, ducks, and bees, it's right here on the airwaves of 1080. 1080 the fan with Danny and Dusty. It's Danny and Dusty and Rust from noon till three. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. He did it. He did it, Danny. He did it. What did he do? Aaron Judge did it. He did it. Play the audio, Rust. And the three-two. Joe deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs, the most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. I love how he goes, chasing history, the most ever hit mm. by anyone. In American League history, it's like... A lot of qualifiers. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. And it's like, let's just stop. This is the interesting part about baseball is that we revere the AL and NL records so much, even though they've been merged for, like, what, 100 years now? Um, We revere them separately so much. We we do stop now. Just because it's the, the DH. Like, could you imagine being like... Damian Lillard, Western Conference scoring champion. Yeah, it's like, what are, no. we, doing? What, what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. Patrick Mahomes, the um, AFC's all-time leading passer in yeah. a season. No. No, it's, no it's, it would be collectively be, huh. okay. We don't talk about Ted Williams hitting 400 in the American League. We talk about Ted Williams' 400 in baseball. Now, Team records are different because they're so unique and individual, right? Sure. And the weird thing about this is that whether it's Maris or Ruth, mm-hmm. it's the Yankees' home run record. Certainly. And actually, that, to me, is is something that probably is cooler than the American League record because... Yankee records are usually more than American League records anyway. Like they kind of are ubiquitous. And, and it, I don't know why, but it's just like, I think, well, I know exactly why. It's because of what I just said. Like, nobody would revere anybody for being the Western Conference no. or NFC or AFC or Eastern Conference. Like It's the implied season. title of the Yankee yeah. record. Because the home run record is still Barry Bonds. Yes, it is. You and I are in, in, in agreement here. And Well... The Major League Baseball record book is whether whether or not you want it to be or not, it is. There's no asterisks. There's the, yeah, no in McGuire, Sammy, Slammy, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy being sixty three or more three different times. Were those guys juiced out of their gourds? Yes. So was every pitcher. That is also true. And guess what? They served him up right across the plate, and they hit him out of the ballpark. And I tell you right now, I was thinking about it the other day. Why everybody's like, there's been a bunch of Yankee fans that have been all over social media. Why don't people care about Aaron Judge doing this? It's not that they don't care. It's that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa did it. They yeah. hit 450 foot bombs every time. Like you just had these two roided out monsters 
going, which is kind of funny because McGuire's, I think it was his 70th, was just a line drive. It was his final home run. Yeah. Um, it would just barely squeaked over the fence. But um, that chase was chicks dig the long ball marketing. Like, baseball dove fully face yeah. first into all of it. And that's it why saved it was, baseball. It did. It saved baseball. And you had hungover David Wells throwing a perfect game. Like, that year was quite literally drunk. Yeah. And I think that's part of baseball has been so anti-marketing because of the stain of steroids that Aaron Judge doing this isn't as big a deal because they really didn't hype it up. They didn't really push it until like a couple weeks ago. Well, and, and well, that's because he was coming down to it and he was at 60 for so long that the hype just kept building and building and building. But there's also like this element of, like, I, I, I don't care about what Barry did or Maguire or Sosa because the moment was cool, right? And we retroactively look at it and we say, oh, my gosh, like, does it kind of suck? And is it tarnished that they that they were all juiced up? No, but the moment was awesome. Mm-hmm. And does anybody know right now that Aaron Judge is clean? I mean, he's, he's <laughs> I mean he's, we don't know. He's 6'8", and he's got a head like an Easter Island statue. So, like, well, he, but he's always gonna have quite, but he's he's always been huge. But yeah, but like I don't care. Yeah, that's the thing I don't I, care. I, listen, Sammy Sosa running in from the outfield and doing the the Bash Brothers celebration, and then McGuire doing the two fingers to the chest kiss, Sammy celebration. Yeah. was phenomenal television. What Aaron Judge has done is absolutely incredible. Triple crown chasing on top of it. Awesome. Yes, like. He is an insane athlete and yep. a spectacle to watch. Like, that's what I mm-hmm. – the triple crown race and doing this, that is the thing. The lapping the rest of Major League Baseball and home runs, uh-huh. that is the impressive part about it. Like, everybody's just caught up on 61 and catching Maris. Like, yeah, no, he's about to be a triple crown winner. The NL triple crown winner, likely, and Paul Goldschmidt has, what, 36 home runs right now? Oh, my god! Like, it's, it, like that's, that's where we're sitting at right now. Like, that's how much – an era where the long ball is the standard, yeah. not 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 on the outside. He's setting average records in the league while hitting for power. That's that's the insanity, and that's again failure of Major League Baseball to properly market and package yeah. this all up because, well, they're dumb. They're dumb. <laughs> um, but now Judge is tied at sixty-one. And Roger Maris Jr. has been doing something really cool and traveling around with the Yankees until he breaks a record. Which, that's, that kind of support is very cool. I, I think it's awesome that he's doing that. But he is he, he's going a little bit further and then he goes uh, off in standing that. for Aaron Judge. I think it means a lot, and it's not just for me. I think it means a lot for a lot of people, you know, that uh, he's clean, he's a Yankee, he plays the game the right way, and, uh, you know, I think it gives people a chance to look at somebody who, uh, you know, should be revered for hitting 62 home runs and not just as a, a guy who did it in the American League. He should be revered for, you know, being the actual single-season home run champ. I mean, that's really who he is if he hits 62, and, uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think baseball needs to look at the records, and I think baseball should do something. <laughs> like put an asterisk uh-huh. next to the record set by Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire 
Sammy Sosa. I wonder if he has that the, those same feelings towards Roger Clemens, Alex Rodriguez. And- oh, yeah, he probably does. I mean, he probably is consistent with it. But, uh, I mean, also, do you remember when all of these home run things and when you were talking about that in 98? Everybody was talking about the records being set in the 162-game era mm-hmm. and how Roger Maris was getting flack for breaking Babe Ruth's record in 163 games. Mm-hmm. I think it was the 163rd game yeah. of the season that he hit that home run. And back Where's in, the asterisk there? Well, that people were calling for it back then. Like the One of the best things that baseball's ever done is they've called for the asterisk on everything, yeah. right? Whether it's you, you did it in 162 instead of 150, you've done it clean not dirty the asterisk is one that they'll always ask for that right 2017 world series champion houston astros asterisk that well that you know, one like that one, I mean, it is you sit there and you go everything that they want you want to throw an asterisk on yeah. which, and guess what they're not going to because it's baseball they won't that's how they stay relevant yes. they had an entire deck or not even decade two decades between the 70s and 80s when everybody was on uppers like if you want to talk about like <laughs> asterisks in a period like they were they literally had a dis, they had dispensers in the locker rooms for for uppers and downers like i mean if you want to talk about asterisks yep. like, literally from 72 to 89 like it's i mean the the stupidity of all of this i'm so tired of baseball asterisks just with the exception of the Houston Astros that's the only one that ever really made sense to me well you're not going to get it <laughs> never will either um okay by the way, uh, the Houston Astros, I just want to throw this one out there. They are sitting with the best record in the American League right now. They have won 102 games this year. Not too shabby. They were pretty good. Pretty good. They were pretty good. They were pretty good. Um, and that's the thing that made me so upset about them cheating is that they didn't. They probably even, didn't need to. No, they didn't need to. Their pitching staff was nails. They were loaded with talent, and they were just a bunch of cheating idiots. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Um, Big dummy heads. You know what? You, you know what? <laughs> we can call a hot route right here because we usually do the worst day on the web for one thirty. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it at one fifteen because this piggybacks on, right on top of the Aaron Judge uh, conversation. The worst day on the web is hands down a man by the name of Frankie Lasagna, which mm. is actually his – his real name no stop it it's his real name danny dusty on the fan we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. That sucks. All right, Frankie Lasagna is having the worst day on the web today. Uh, Frankie Lasagna is an actual human being. He is a 37-year-old restaurant owner in Toronto who was very close 
to catching Aaron Judge's 61st home run. My guy could have opened another restaurant with if he would have just would have held on to the ball. You're dang right he he could have. Instead, uh, Frankie Lasagna didn't get near the ball, and nor did a man in a Bo Bichette jersey, who is actually the man who dropped the ball. But Frankie Lasagna is having the worst day on the web because everybody thinks that he is the guy in the Bo Bichette jersey where the ball hits his glove mm-hmm. and it falls out and goes into the Blue Jays' bullpen. Er. It went into the bull, uh, Blue Jays' bullpen where Jordan Romano uh, and Zach Britton uh, were in there. Or, and then he had to throw it over the fence to Zach Britton uh, to give it back to the Yankees. The ball Which just kind of just fell yeah. right, in, right into the Blue Jays' bullpen, and nobody really re- – they were like, yeah, whatever. But no, they, they knew what to do with it. Like yeah, they it was knew- going back to yeah. Judge at that point. And Judge is uh, – that's crazy. Like, think about that. He hit this home run that had it landed literally anywhere else, yeah. he'd be out a pretty penny. Instead, yeah. he gets to keep it for free. But now Frankie Lasagna did an interview uh, that said, I'd never, ever bring a glove except for this situation. I need a bigger one. Two more feet, and I would have had it. I need a fishing net, and I would have gotten it. <laughs> need that first baseman's net. Now, the reason why this is so bad is because everybody's going to that image of the guy in the Bo Bichette jersey who, uh, Canadian journalist um, Gregory Strong, he tried to reach out to that guy, and he was so distraught, <laughs> he declined the interview. That guy's the guy I want to hear from. Because mm-hmm. he he is not Frankie Lasagna. Frankie Lasagna is catching all the heat because yes. they think he's this guy. That guy's in it even worse because he's kind of he's kind of skating on this because everyone thinks that he's Frankie Lasagna. Yes. Nobody knows what his name is, and Frankie Lasagna is an all time name. Like Frankie Lasagna is a guy that he's out of straight out of the Supreme. What, what, kind, what kind of restaurant do you think he has? Oh, it's oh, what is he going to go like? He runs a Chinese restaurant. No, no, no. no. that guy is definitely <laughs> owning an no. Italian restaurant. And maybe he's in the sanitary industry. I don't no, know. Frankie Lasagna, he's the master of dim sum. Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. He's, he's, he's got a bond me spot. That's what it is. <laughs> he's, Come to Frankie Lasagna for the best bond me yeah, sound. Fr- Frankie Lasagna is, <laughs> is catching all the strays here. Yeah, dim sum bad breaks. But you oh. know what that guy is? The guy who actually dropped it, he's off even worse. Because how long do you think it's going to take? Before he gets over what happened to him, never. I mean, never. He's he, taken that to his deathbed. He, he dropped a million dollars. That ball went into his glove and it went right down. That's a million dollars. Bare minimum, it's a five hundred thousand dollar check. Bare minimum. If anything, Aaron Judge, well, he doesn't have to because the guy's in Canada. Never mind, they got free health care there. And I was going to say, if Aaron Judge does anything, he has he has to pay for that guy's therapy because that guy. <laughs> is going to need some professional help to get over the fact that that ball went into his glove and a million dollars just went bloop, right on out. Like Think of like a, a singular second in your life where, and I'm not even talking like life or death, but just like one second could literally change the course of your life. Because $500,000 to most people is life-changing money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, that's insane. And to have it quite literally roll out of your fingers Whoa. is just got to be like I, I I'll be honest. Have you seen that video that's like floating around on social media today? Like the roundup of the NFL uh, fans, like just the debauchery of NFL fandom. Like 
fights and puking and there's a woman at a Bengals game sitting yeah. in her chair. Yeah, puking on herself. Just puking on herself endlessly. That would be yeah. me in this situation. Yeah. I'd just be in my seat going over and over again. It kind of looked like that's the way he was – that's the road he was heading down right there. I mean, because even if you were dumb as a box of rocks, yeah. like you just are barely a functioning human, you know in that second that ball was worth more than I've ever made in my entire life, and you lost it. Uh, Frank, Forget the history side of it. Frankie Lasagna, in his uh, article, or in the article he's quoted, and said that he wanted to hang onto the ball, negotiate with Judge, maybe even get him to come to the restaurant. Like that, and yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Like, and this is going to be the thing: is Frankie Lasagna is going to make a lot of money because people are going to feel Associated, bad for him, yeah. and they're going to be like, you know what? Well, let's go to Frankie Lasagna's and cheer him up. We're going to get some dim sum. <laughs> Frankie Lasagna, come and judge my food. <laughs> Um, no, but no, the no. guy who actually dropped it, all he's going to get is hell from his friends forever. Because if he has friends and they're good friends, they will roast him eternally. Yeah. Yeah. And they should. Yes. They absolutely won. You brought your mitt to a game as a grown adult and you didn't catch it. Mm. And that also, it goes to show how hard it is to hit line drive frozen ropes from 400 feet away. Mm. I mean, it's not easy. No, it's not. Especially for the untrained eye of then, a man in a Beau Bichette Blue Jays. Jersey. Yeah, and the thing is that those Toronto bleachers are elevated quite a bit. Like, it's a high line drive. Mm. Those, 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 those walls at, uh, what is it? It's not Rogers anymore. It's whatever. It's the Rogers is Center. Is it still Rogers Center? Yeah. Okay. Um, those, 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 the wall out there is pretty damn high. <sighs> Let's face it, though. If somebody wrote a story about a guy named Frankie Lasagna who mm. missed out on a record-setting New York Yankees home run ball, it would get laughed out of a studio. 100%. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Yeah, no. The, I mean, all in all, everybody's just having a bad day. Uh, it really does read like an Onion article. I mean, the mm-hmm. headline is Blue Jays fan Frankie Lasagna just misses catching Aaron Judge's 61st home run ball. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. It is so perfect. It's wonderful. Oh, man. That's the worst day on the web, folks. Remember. Frankie Lasagna and the guy who's not Frankie Lasagna. Yeah, guy who's not Frankie Lasagna. I want to know I want to know more about that guy. Yeah, big Bobachet. Yeah, old Bobachet. Bobachet. That's a Star Wars joke that I made. I know. I'm stunned in here. I almost fell out of my chair. Because that's Boba Fett. Mm. I don't know what Boba Fett is. He's a bounty hunter. Like dog? Yes. Just like dog. Space space dog. Yes. Very religious and has like 12 kids. Yeah. Has a mullet? Yeah. Actually, yes. Tucked up in that helmet. Sick. You love it. I do love it. All right. 503-250-1080. That's a fan text line. Uh, Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic. They're not as valuable as computers. As they are to the fans of Rip City. And it was it was proved today. Here's Rust. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. Take any guesses on what it was? It's old. That's it. 
neutral? Nope. Nope, that's it. Uh, Jeff Rust is right. On her death certificate, it just says old age. You're kidding. No. Wow. <laughs> Check out the brain on Brad. Uh, she died. <laughs> that's a hell of a way to go. I think that's the way you want to go. It's like, the, the guy there going through the autopsy and just looking around like, what do you want me to write on this? She was old. She she died because she's old. What, like, what actually she's 96 failed. years old. Did the brain shut off? Did the heart shut yeah. off first? Like, what, she what, turned into dust what? like Yoda. Yeah, you know, I don't know that reference, but I'll, yes. She probably, it that was her time. That should be a new game we play is just throw Star Wars references at you and whether or not they're actually real. I like that game. <laughs> we can play that game. We Let's play that game sometime. Um, we'll do it. But, yeah, she was old, and uh, she died, so... <laughs> Surprise! Ta-da! Oh, man. Okay, uh, one thing that we have to do. We have to talk about why computers hate Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic. It's mostly like Skynet. Oh. They're just rising up against. They're becoming too smart for their own good. No, yeah. um, this happens every year. Uh, Northwest native, Seattle's own Kevin Pelton at ESPN. He has a uh, chart that he puts out every year, and it's based on wind projections, and it's all based on the databases, the evil, evil analytics that are out there. Uh, and he always caveats that his statistical projections are based on a combination of Shoney player projections for box score stats, as well as three-year luck-adjusted RAPM. Uh, and then he, he estimates games played and missed, um, as well as predictions for playing time. So it's, 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 a, it's an amalgam of different analytics that last time I talked to him about this, he was well above the Vegas expectation. I believe he was like 61% against Vegas over, okay. over the years he's done this. I want to say he's done it for like eight or nine years. Well, this isn't good. But, but KP has historically been wrong on the Blazers every year but two in the oh. Damian Lillard era. It is it, well. Why? For whatever reason, the computers hate Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic. It, that is a part of it. Um, they they also outperform <laughs> their regular uh, statistical uh, projections. Okay, so what is what are the? Well, he needs Neil O'Shea's computer that uh, projects so, Alfred Camino at the four to win fifty three games. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. Which, if your computer's so telling you that, you should take that computer and office space it. Oh my god! Um, but for projections. The he's just heads the Western Conference here. Okay, not a single team projected over fifty wins. I and I don't believe that will happen. No, like it, I, that that can't happen. No, but there's normalization here, and it also tells you just how close okay. things are in the West. That's okay. because things are bunched, and there there isn't there is more parity in the NBA now than there was five six years ago. There's no debate about that, and that's good. It, that's it, a good. It, thing it is a believe. very good thing. And what will end up happening, and even this becomes even more uh, deri- uh, der- derivative as you go, is that. Players breaking out and injuries will be more decisive this year than typically in the past if normal injuries occur. Okay. So this is how he has it ranked. Number one, Phoenix Suns. Okay. And he fully says the vibes there can't be factored in. You've got DeAndre Ayton still pissed off at his coach. You've got Jay Crowder demanding out. Yep. You've got Robert Sarvett asking out. You've got everybody in the organization actively hating the organization. They're going to win 60 games. They're still – well – Unless the vibes hit a brick wall, <laughs> in which case they will fall apart. We do see this every year. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are okay. number two, which again, which is it, it's get a, Jamal Murray back and right? Michael Porter Jr. And that's the thing is that they have missed two starters for years. 
The New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans at 47.6 wins are number three. CJ, third best team in the West. Huh? Which is very interesting because a lot of the defensive part of this is oh. kind of like makes you kind of go, well, if defense matters so much, CJ doesn't play defense. Zion hasn't played. Brandon Ingram doesn't play defense. The only guy in that starting lineup that plays defense right now is Herb Jones. Well, I guess I should say uh, number one if Herb starts. And then Jonas Valanciunas. Which, Jonas. Great team. Number three in the West, unsure. Number four, Memphis, 46.1 wins. Okay. Which, if you're missing Jaron Jackson Jr. until probably the new year, that becomes a lot tougher to see. Number five, Minnesota, 45.7, which I think is the first time on this list I agree with the placement. I have, yeah, fifth I, in the West sounds about right. Five, six is where I have Minnesota. Okay. Number six, the Clippers. And this is where the analytics is just like nope. throwing this everywhere. Because be good. you can't account for... Uh, Kawhi Leonard not playing in 500 and what 25 days or whatever it is, yep. which uh, by the way we will see Kawhi Leonard on Monday uh, in Seattle at Climate Pleasure Arena against the Blazers. Uh, but you've got John Wall, you've got Paul George, you've got Nick Batum, like you've got a team that's it's loaded, right? But they're projecting them to win under 44 games, and then you scroll all the way down, number eight, NBA champion Golden State Warriors at 41.9 wins, number nine, the Lakers at 36.8, and you get all the way down to number 10. Your Portland Trailblazers at 36.6. And this is the reasoning behind it. <laughs> it says, like the Lakers, the Blazers are trying to return the postseason after a deep drop-off in 2021-22, caused in large part by Damian Lillard playing just 29 games. Although Portland has reshuffled supporting cast around Lillard, my projection still forecasts us as one of the league's worst defense, 29th, limiting the Blazers' upside. And a lot of this has to do with so many new and moving parts and how bad, statistically, the Blazers have performed over the last three years. Yeah. So you've got incomplete data, and where you do have complete data, it's a dumpster fire. Okay. So this is kind of reinforcing, again, where KP is coming from, but also he has said historically this format just doesn't do a great job of capturing the Blazers because they over-exceed expectations based on projections uh, analytically, as well as Vegas, as well as just kind of the consensus idea. And a lot of that typically comes down to geographical isolation. If you're, if you're on the East Coast, you're just not watching Blazers games. Okay. But it is interesting to see just kind of where they're plugging the Blazers as 10th and under 40 wins, clearly. Like, if you're under 40 wins at, like, 38, 39, yeah, coin toss some nights. But 36.6? The Blazers won 35 games last year. Yeah, that seems aggressive. Think about that. A team that lost 21 of their final 23 games, and you're saying that with all these changes and Damian Lillard healthy, they're going to win one and a half more games. Yeah. And that's what makes this so tricky and why perhaps outside of the Portland bubble you get so many people like, I don't understand what the Blazers are doing here. When you get in the bubble and you kind of understand what they are doing and how much has really changed and what the view is of Anthony Simons, of a Jeremy Grant, of a Gary Payton II, and how much that starts to change the the narrative, then you get idiots like me who took the over on Vegas the second it came out. This and this is going to be the interesting part about where we look at this Portland Trailblazers team is somebody's going to have egg on their face. It's either going to be locally or nationally. And, it, and nationally, this is the prevailing sentiment. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Wow, uh, 36 wins. That's not reassuring. But and it's gross. But also, it's going to be more compressed. In the split between 1 through 10. And one thing that it doesn't take into account either is you got guys like Greg Popovich who are openly saying, we're not winning a championship this year. Oh, they're going to suck. And they're going to actively tank. Um, and that that's going to be something to keep an eye on. And you can't account for 
in any of these projections that you see moving forward. All right, you said Monday, that's when the preseason starts? Yeah, it's here, baby. Wow. Yeah, Monday, uh, Climate, Pledge, Climate Pledge Arena against the Clippers. Uh, I will be up there. Hmm. All right. Well, 36 wins according to Kevin Pelton. Well, and how is it that's that in this day and age, only like two of the five preseason games are televised? Yeah. I, I, it's weird because I, I believe it's the Jazz and uh, the Warriors, I think. Warriors, yeah. I was looking yeah. at this earlier. Now, the Climate Pledge game is televised, but I believe it's on League Pass, which... <laughs> That's the dumbest thing ever. Oh, Why? Especially so because it'll be in Seattle, but because it's League Pass, it's probably going to be blacked out in Portland. <laughs> I'm going to this test this. so, so stupid. I'm going to test it tonight to see exactly what is and isn't blacked out because I can log into my league pass and see if I can get that. If it does, does work, I will I will let everybody know tomorrow. The Jazz game says Root Sports Plus. Yeah, no, the Jazz game. I'm talking about the, the, the Clippers oh. game on Monday. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and then the a game against, um, I think it's Maccabi Haifa. Uh, I don't think it's Maccabi, Maccabi Ra'anana. Oh, okay, there it is. It's, it's not Maccabi Haifa. That game is also not televised. Well, yeah, because nobody cares about that. That's a stupid game to be playing in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's just a little little one-up scrimmage. That's all it is. Well, I know. I mean, nobody wants to really watch that anyways. I, I do. Because if they lose, guess what? Like, what are you going to get from that? What are you going to get from that game? Mostly just watching the young guys, how they ex- not even how they execute, just the mental process. That's a great game for Shaden Sharp. That is a great game for Shaden Sharp to go play 28 minutes and just see how he reacts to a speed that's not high school. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Now that I say that, now you're like, nah, yeah, that does make a little bit of sense. No, because I'm not gleaning anything off of beating Eastern Washington or Sacramento State. It's the same thing. No, I think it's, I think this is different though. You're talking about a 19-year-old kid playing <laughs> against grown men. That's the difference. But they're, but it's like an Israeli top-tier team, yes, right? Yeah, and they do compete. Like that's, they they are competitive so on the Eastern world Washington. stage. I'm just saying. <laughs> the, <laughs> Eastern Washington is not made up of 27-year-olds. That's <laughs> yeah. the difference. And because that has been one of the knocks. It's like, can Shaden play against grown men? But it, we're not going to learn that against what Maccabi what? Just call him Maccabi. 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 Oh, whatever. Our, we got to learn that against. How, I'd rather have that against the bench players of the Utah Jazz Certainly. or the Clippers or somebody else because that's more of a comp. But you're still getting the physical yeah. Thing and then I think that that matters because that's what was one of the questions about him is physically is he ready is he strong enough because he played for five minutes against grown NBA players in Detroit in summer league and he separated his shoulder. You know what he's got to do? What's he got to do? He's got to go and uh, train with Barry Bonds down in the Bay Area. Listen, I am I am all about that diet. Get it, get him on that diet. Send he, him down to Miami and do some Balco. I'm. Can we all agree that the NBA just looks right past steroid use? Oh, they had blinders for days. Okay, blinders for all right. days. All right. Uh, well, I'm. Hey, we're getting there Monday Blazer season. This is where it really ramps up because at the end of the month of October, it's almost October. Mm. The end of the we have regular season NBA. We've got. Major League Baseball postseason. We are three weeks away from opening night for the NBA, for the Trailblazers. We've got NFL, college football coming to a head. This is awesome. I mean, this is quite wonderful time of the year. It is the best sports time of the year. Uh, And I love it because my birthday is sandwiched right in the middle of it. All right. uh, A sound of the apocalypse in Corvallis next on The Fan. Danny 
Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Oregon State has created the fastest bipedal robot ever. Have you seen the videos of this? I have not. I was I was kind of saving myself the, uh, the exposure until right now. It's not fast. It set a Guinness Book of World Records uh, for bi- bipedal robot running. The 100 meters in 24.7 something seconds, which is a light jog. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's escaping zombie speed. And this is my question that I have that is terrifying, though, is that the robot is never going to get tired. And I'm not worried about outrunning the robot Mm -hmm. for a short distance. But when the robot uprising happens, they can go for long distances. And that's that's where I think we're in trouble here. And this is a terrifying thing when you saw, if you see the video of it, uh, they they replicated at Oregon State, and this is incredible that they're doing this. And mm-hmm. like, I, twenty four miles an hour is a light jog for, or twenty four seconds is a light Let's jog say, for twenty four miles an hour is very fast run. Human to jog a one hundred meter in twenty four seconds slow, or to run it, but to get a robot to do that is pretty incredible. And they replicated the gait of a ostrich in the knee bend of the an bounce. ostrich, yeah. Um, in order to get that, what they're doing is. Incredibly scary. Um, but would you be more worried about a zombie uprising or the bipedal robot uprising? Oh, it's the robots, hands down, because one's going to happen. It's going to be robots, and like I said, it's... it's yeah. The, the thing that's about this is we're kind of writing our own demise, and it's not just with the robots. It's the whole idea with, like, charging stations and electrical cars. Like, yeah. you could outrun the robots, but if we put charging stations everywhere, like gas stations, then they can just go forever. Uh See, that's that's why I'm against electric cars, right there. That's that's the reason. That's the reason why. right there. Why do they pronounce it bipedal? Because it sounds better, bipedal. Because bipedal means two feet. You don't say pedestrian. Well, I know, that's what I'm saying. That's why do they say bipedal and not bipedal? They do say bipedal. They do say bipedal. They do. Yeah. Yes. You okay, say good. You I, say bipedal. You said no, bipedal. Even I said bipedal. Yeah. But the text machine is saying it's pronounced bipedal. I don't think so. Uh, the the text machine is. Uh, it's not. A, it's not. Actually, a, not. It's, it's, it's not a factor. It's not a factor. I'm not doing machine. that all. I'm not. That's like. That's like when people call biopics biopics. Yeah, that drives me crazy. But no, it's a who, biopic. Who does that? A in lot a, of people in, because it's, Dirt does that. He calls them biopics. Biopics. Is that that? Is that that? You have Souk does that. Souk does that too. He call, he call, he'll call it a biopic. No, it's a biopic. No, it's a biopic. No, it's a biopic. You, you it is biopic. You, I just flipped myself. Are right you having twice. a stroke over yes. there? Yes. Twice. It, no, it is not a biopic. It's a biopic. What? No. No, I, it is biopic. Oh my lord! Do we need to go to break? Are you okay? I, I am going cross-eyed in here. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can we reboot Dusty? Can we unplug him and plug him back in? <laughs> my goodness gracious! Good almighty. lord! <laughs> Talking, but it is. A, it's bipedal. Yes, yes. Yes. We can all agree on yes. that. Uh, I'm terrified yeah. of these things running me down, though. We need more rivers oh, and no, streams. No, no, I no. feel like we're safe in Portland. But I have a theory on this. I am more terrified of the zombie apocalypse mm. than the robot one because here's the thing. Nobody's controlling the zombies. Nobody well, is controlling the zombies. Well, here's the thing. There's one guy that we're – there's a human we're going to have to take out. Well, Elon Musk. We're going to have to take <laughs> out Elon Musk to get to get the robots out of the picture – 
the zombies, they're just going to keep on coming, man. No, see, like, is... yeah, we could baseball bat them. You could chainsaw them. You could do whatever you want. We have a we, – we, they're going to keep coming, though. The robot? No. no we, there's one guy. You're... No, that's the thing. Is, that's what's worse. They're going to become self-aware. Mm. And it's, that... not, it's no longer one person. That's the problem. And the other part of this is, you know what's not happening with zombies? Nobody's strapping machine guns to zombies. Have you seen – like – Listen, we started Not using. Yet. No, yeah, that's, that's the thing is, we're already doing it with robots. Like I was overseas, and we had small uh, autonomous robots that we were using, and controlled robots that we were using, uh, where we were attaching ordnance to them. This and this isn't something new. Like the Japanese in World War II were strapping bombs to bats and trying to use them to firebomb. Like, this, strapping explosives to things is not something new. Now you've got robots where they're sentient but don't have feelings that you can strap explosives and firearms to. No, we just need to take out Elon Musk. I think that's, I that think that's your plan here is just to take oh. out Elon Musk. No, I love Elon Musk. I think he's, he's great. We just need to, we need, to get rid of the, uh, we need to get rid of the whole idea of having these AI robots that are getting smarter See, and smarter. We now need the to thing dumb is, them down a little bit. The thing about those bipedal robots, too, they didn't look terribly sturdy. They look like if you kick that sucker on his side, it's going to be there like a turtle on its back and have trouble getting back up. Mm. Okay. Well, no. Have you seen the MIT ones? Although, yeah, the Boston Dynamics ones can actually get up. Yeah. They rotate over. They knock those bad boys over, and they get back up, and they come at you like a spider monkey, yeah. Chip. <laughs> and they look like dogs. So, like, they're trying to make them, like, so people will be like, oh, look, it's a nice little dog robot. Nuh-uh, that's a metal beast. That is not a dog that that looks like. No way. But, uh, hey, congrats to the folks at Oregon State. That's a big accomplishment. World Listen, Archers. man, Oregon State, they, 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 they tossed as the, uh, the farm school, whatever, but they've got a hell of a science department and one of the best nuclear engineering departments in the world. Did you know that? No, I knew that they were uh, very big on their wave energy. Mm-hmm. And, well, and to this texter who says zombies can't run, have you not watched 28 Days Later? Or I think, I think also in World War Z, they run. They're fast. Fast zombies don't exist. Come on. Yeah. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when Dusty wakes up from his stroke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I talk, I, that was a journey that I went on with the whole biopic, biopic thing. Biopic, yeah. My gosh. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, hopefully I can get over it for our next guest. We have Josh Furlong on coming up next. He is the sports director at KSL in Salt Lake City and covers the Utah Utes. Uh, the Beavs heading on down for an 11 a.m. kick in Salt Lake City. Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 